You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? So I wanted to do this episode to be honest with everybody that this is happening. This is why sometimes you're not seeing a video in the morning. This is why sometimes I'm posting very late. Why I'm not really promoting episodes like things have been happening the past couple months where it's like this change is coming. It's going to happen. And now what am I, you know, what does it look like? And that's taken a lot of energy. It's taken a lot of energy from me. I've been sobriety is scary. Untapped Keg is here to look at different perspectives into sobriety and mental health. Oftentimes the topics are going to be uncomfortable and they might be triggering. We do not shy away from difficult conversations, so when you're listening, please keep this in mind. When it comes to talking about things that we do, oftentimes we're speaking from a personal point of view, a lived experience, and as peers. We are not medical professionals, but rather advocates. And if there is a medical professional on the podcast, we will state as such. Thank you and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tapping into an episode of Untapped Keg, where we explore the different perspectives of sobriety, hopefully come up with some lessons that you can take away and implement in your own life. I'm RJ Zimmerman. I have been here for 122 episodes now. Um, well, that's not true. I missed a couple, but I'm here. Um, I said I wasn't going to record live very often anymore. This one is a little bit later in the day than it normally would be. This one is a a different kind of episode. So I've mentioned to people um, who I'm close to, but I haven't, haven't mentioned it on the podcast. I don't think I have not mentioned it um, on social media at all. Um, I'm going through a separation right now. It is the biggest test of my sobriety. It is something that has been coming for a little while. It's something that I want to be honest about because going through a separation is not something that is just an RJ Zimmerman thing, right? Like there's a lot of people going through that, especially right now on the other side of the pandemic where And we're not through the pandemic yet, right? Like, that's the kicker. We say on the other side of the pandemic, but it's still here. And there are so many more stresses in the environment. But I just wanted to talk about myself and my personal life, things that I normally kind of hold to myself because I don't don't talk about it a lot because... Ashley never asked for her information to be out there. She never asked for uh, for it to be talked about, for it to be public, for um, my life to be talked about and be public, right? Like my struggles. Um, you know, this is something that we've kind of been going through for almost three years. Um, I wanted to try to change and seek some help so I went to some therapy and I've started to change but really like the biggest 
component, the biggest catalyst for my own change of myself has been this podcast, this podcast for two and a half years. Um, like just being calling myself on my stuff and having other people listen and follow. And I think that a lot of you have noticed that change, especially the past six months, right? Um, it's actually almost eight months now. Time flies. And this is hard. This is a hard time in my life. This is something that isn't easy. It's a transition. And I've talked before about how sometimes I can make things look easy when it comes to transitions, easier than they are because of my upbringing, because of what culture expects of a man, expects of a male figure, how we are raised to have this shell that everything looks wonderful, but it often isn't. And the reason I'm talking about this now is you're going to see a different background in the coming weeks. And the reason you're going to see that is because I am moving to my own place. Um, this has been our first week of going into our parenting plan and the kids being with one of us for a few days and with the other one for a few days. It's been hard. Um, you know, I have a four and a three-year-old and my four-year-old is very aware as to what's going on. And we've had a conversation with both of them. Both of us sat down with them and let them know that doesn't mean that it's been easy. That doesn't mean that the change is easy. It's not. Um, there's a lot of emotions around this. And with those emotions, what I used to would have done is I would have put it all into work. I would have been super busy. I wouldn't have been extremely present. Um, but now I'm letting those emotions happen and I'm feeling them. Sometimes I go from sadness. Sometimes I go to some some hope. Like, how is this going to play out? What does the future look like? Um, and I think it's foolish to not see the future as the possibilities that could be. Um, so I want to do this episode to be honest with everybody that this is happening. This is why sometimes you're not seeing a video in the morning. This is why sometimes I'm posting very late, why I'm not really promoting episodes. Like things have been happening the past couple months where it's like this change is coming. It's going to happen. And now what am I you know, what does it look like? And that's taken a lot of energy. It's taken a lot of energy from me. I've been going to bed earlier. I've been getting up a little bit later. I've been sleeping a lot. I haven't been sleeping particularly well, but um, yeah, it's sad. Nobody wants to, nobody gets married thinking they're going to separate. Nobody thinks like, oh, let's separate and let's get, it's because it's the easiest thing to do. That's, not the case. Uh, it hurts when people think that that's something you can say to somebody and it, it's okay to say that. Uh, and I have had that said to me. Um, and it's like, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. But like, so the reason that I'm also talking about this is I'm approaching this uh, from my own personal perspective because this is, that's all I have right now is my own personal perspective. And I am 
I want to be the best me. I want to be to be the best me for the first time ever for eight months. Like I've said, I wanted to be the best me, but what did that look like? I didn't know. I've seen some examples. I've seen, I've read some, I've put myself in situations to be the best me. And that has made me, um, look at the entire situation right now that I'm going through, through a different lens because I want to be the best me. So I've been in therapy for, oh, five months. Um, really the past month and a half has been, I've been going more. Um, and from the very start of, I would say this, I've thought if I want to be the best me, how can I want to be the best me and then not want her to be the best her? How, what is best for my kids, right? What is best for my three and my four-year-old, my two little boys that I love more than I've loved anything. I mean, they're the reason that I started to see that I hated myself and I need to start loving myself or at least get to a point where I'm okay with myself, right? So what is best for them to have a dad who is trying to get things together, who is trying to be his best self and then be mean and low and demeaning to their mother? Or do they need a dad and a mom who are both trying to be their best selves, not just set an example by saying, but by showing and by possibly seeing what a healthy relationship looks like? Because what we had was not, was not a healthy relationship. You know, we were roommates. That's it. Um, you know, I have my emotions that I have to work through. Like I was emotionally unavailable. I didn't even know what that meant. You can say that. You can say that to me, but as, as a man, I don't think I'm alone in this. What does it mean to be emotionally available? What does it mean to allow your emotions to happen? Like what's on the other side? Like, what does it mean to be your best self? I don't go to work and provide for my family. Like that's what I thought. I thought providing for my family, being present, that was it. That was what was expected of me, and that's all I needed to do. That's not the case. That is not the case. We need more. You know, a relationship is is hard. And uh, when it comes to my sobriety, like, this has really been a test. This is a lot of stress. This is a lot of unknown. How do you be single and sober. I don't know. I'm about to find out. That has been the cause of my biggest cravings multiple times. Thinking about how to be single and sober, like, and seeking a relationship, right? So that's something also that I'm not going to do right away. Like, I want to be okay with being by myself before I get into another relationship because I have gone from relationship to relationship without really being okay with being single. Like the longest time I was single, 
in my, you know, adult life, uh, that was when I drank the most. That was, that was by far when I drank the most uh, and made destructive decisions. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to do that again, but I don't know how else to necessarily meet people or what do you say? Or, you know, I've going to be straight up and honest, right? Uh, when I meet someone, like, I'm sober. I don't drink. Like, I have two kids. Um, that's what's going to happen. That's what I've decided is the best for me. But, like, I'm looking at this, what is the best for me? What is the best for my kids? And what is the best for Ashley? Because if she's not at her best, then that's going to negatively impact my kids. So if I really want what's best for me, and I really want what's best for my kids, then I have to also want what's best for her. That doesn't mean there's no pain behind it. There is. Trust me, there is. But just because you feel pain doesn't mean you can't hope for the best for somebody. Doesn't mean you don't want them to be their best. It's to be better, right? Sometimes it's that fear of missing out. That FOMO that if somebody moves on and is better, why didn't you get that? But nobody gets to say what somebody's catalyst is for change. Nobody gets to say what is best for somebody's change. What is best for them, period. Um, you know, my... My oldest is, he's very aware, he's very emotional. He's sad. It's only been a week. And all I do is I tell him it is. It is sad. I validate his feelings that he, you should be feeling whatever it is you're feeling because there is no right or wrong. And I let him know that both mommy and daddy love him very much. That both mommy and daddy are going to be there for him when he needs us. For the important parts of his life, we're going to be together. Because he doesn't need us to be throwing mud at each other. And I'm not saying that there's something wrong with that. Because with emotions come actions. Sometimes it's hard to stop your actions after you feel an emotion, during an emotion, right? This is just me going through my separation, dealing with my feelings, my emotions, trying to do what I think is right for me and my situation and my children. This isn't ending in a terrible place because... It's not what I wanted, so I made sure my actions didn't lead there. It's not what she wanted, so she also watched her actions to make sure that they didn't lead to a place where we would be mad at one another, where we couldn't be co-parents. Because at this point, it's not about us. It's about the two kids, what's best for them, what's healthiest for them. Nobody gets to tell me what is the best for my children. Nobody gets to tell her what's the best for her children. 
But it's like nobody gets to tell me what's best for me and my sobriety, right? You need to do this because it's the only way you're going to stay sober. I'm sorry, no. You don't know that. I'm glad that that works for you, but you don't get to take what works for you and put it on somebody else. Just like what I'm going through right now, I want to be honest and open up and I want to help people who are also going through something, a huge life change like this, right? Um, I want to be there, but it's not one for one. I'm not in this situation that you're in. I can't tell you what the right decision is for you. I can only give you advice based on what I have in front of me, what I've done, what I'm still planning on doing. You know, that's that's the thing is we only have so much energy during the day. We only have so much energy every single day. Where are you going to put it? That's a decision to make. Am I going to be... Vindictive? Am I going to hold on to those negative emotions? Is that what I want for my future? It's not something anybody else can do for you. It's what you have to decide for yourself. What do you want for your future? What do I want my kids to see? It doesn't mean that it's an easy decision to make, and it doesn't mean it's one you have to make right now. But I decided a couple of years ago that it's foolish to make somebody stay somewhere they don't want to be. It's foolish to want what's best for myself and think that nobody else should have that. So that's, I'm sitting here talking to you right now about myself, my future, my cravings, my sobriety. I know that this is going to be hard because emotions are hard. Sobriety is also hard but communication is very hard especially when it's uncomfortable especially when you're not used to speaking about certain things in ways that you've never had to before that's the thing about life is there's no instruction book that's the thing about sobriety there's no instruction book few times I've been able to use some of my the things I've learned throughout my sobriety to help with my emotions kind of calm down there's been a few times where I've had to reach out to people like Kev from Laugh for a Purpose like Scotty who was on episode 119 you know I've had to reach out and talk to them about what 
I'm feeling, what I need to do, how I need to move, and really just talk. Sometimes when we talk to ourselves, we can figure out what we're feeling a little easier. Steps to move forward that you didn't see. Some pitfalls and some traps. I didn't I didn't know how to have this conversation. I didn't know when to have this conversation. I didn't I honestly didn't plan it. I'm not reading a script. I'm just talking to you. You know, my words to your ears. And sometimes I can be monotone, sometimes I can get passionate. My passion oftentimes is fire, and it can come off as anger. doesn't mean it is. And sometimes my monotone can come off as I'm not feeling. That's very not true. Um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But I'm also hopeful about the future, that I can be a better RJ, that I can be my best self, that I know steps that I can take to get there, but also that I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how to move forward. I've never done it before. I don't think a lot of people have, right? It's... Went to the amusement park with uh, my family and we went down the long log ride and my oldest got scared because of the big hill and he said he didn't like it because it was scary and I said that's okay it's okay to be scared you don't have to like it and I asked if he wanted to go again he said no and I said that's perfectly fine we don't have to do it again and then we got to the other side of the park and there was a another Similar to a log ride, but it was like a bigger raft where it was like four people across and four seats. And I asked him if he wanted to go on it. And he said, yes, but he's scared. And I said, that's okay to be scared. But if you want to do it, we have to just sit down and try. Because that's all we have. He said, okay, I'll try. And I said, daddy will be right next to you. I won't let anything bad happen to you. But when you're scared and you still try and you still move forward that's brave and I think you like to be brave and he said yeah I want to be brave so we get to the ride and we're sitting down and it's just me and him and another family two rows up ahead and he gets nervous when we're going up the hill and I said it's okay I'm right here nothing bad's gonna happen to you and I'm proud of you for trying even if you get scared at least you're trying again. You're taking that step. And we get to the big hill and he goes down. And this time he goes, that scared me. But I didn't cry. That was fun. Let's do it again. And we get to the end and I'm like, were you brave? And he said, yes. I'm like, what does brave mean? He said, it's when you're scared, but you move forward anyway. And I said, yep. And you were very brave. 
and he bounced right out of that boat. And he knows now that bravery doesn't mean you're not scared. Bravery doesn't mean that you're foolish, not nervous, not knowing what the possibilities are. Bravery is taking steps past, through that fear, through the nervousness. You don't step around. You don't put up barriers to block it. I think that's a lesson that took me the longest to learn with emotions, is that can't step around them, can't put barriers up to not feel them. You have to allow them to happen and go through them. I think that that is something that is a lesson we can all take away. So... This has been a test of my sobriety, a test of my new mindset, a test of me as a person, RJ. How much do I really follow my convictions that it's not just me that I want the best for, it's also my kids and it's also their mom who deserve the best. To be the best selves. It's not easy. It's not always pretty. All I can do is try. Just like I keep telling you at the end of every episode. So look for more videos on social media, on Tapped Keg Everywhere. See daily videos. Most of the time on the weekday, if I get really busy, that's sometimes that's when you don't see one, but I try to come out with one a day and, um, you can follow the journey. Let me know what you have for some tips in the comments below this video, find it on all podcast platforms. Hit me up on social media. Let me know your takeaway from this episode. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we don't make it, we tried. I love you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.